Hey, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain the big, wide world of teenagers these days. So first of all, some exciting news, which is that my aunt, Elizabeth Kraft, who is an awesome TV writer in her own right, and who also has a podcast with my mom, Gretchen Rubin, called Happier, which is awesome, and also I've been on a few episodes of that, by the way, so there are some plugs for you. Um, she has co-written a YA book, which I know a lot of the people listening to this could be really part of the big audience for YA novels, if you're in that age range, or even if you're not and you still like YA novels. Um, it's called Flower. She and a woman named Shay Olson wrote it. And I gotta say, my favorite thing about the book, which actually happens to be something I'm really to the point of obsessed with this week, is that there's an openly gay character who is canon gay in the book. And that sounds like a like a lame, like, oh, you're so PC, like, whatever. It's actually a huge issue all the time, which is that things like Harry Potter have characters in them who, after the fact, the authors will come out and be like, oh, yeah, they're gay. Didn't you know? Oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, this character, oh, it turns out this character isn't white. I, I just, you should have guessed that. Or, like, I'll tell you outside of it. But they said nothing about it in the book. And often when people say, like, oh, I think this character might actually be this way, um, people will ridicule them. And it kind of doesn't count as representation if you say it after the fact and if it's not in the book, in my opinion. J.K. Rowling does that a lot. She, I, I love the books, but she really often kind of ham-fistedly shoves in some stuff to make herself, in my opinion, to make herself seem more, like, progressive. But then why don't you put it in there and throw people a bone who never get representation in your awesome books? You know, why'd you gotta make everyone the same, at least in the canon. So I really loved that this book actually had a character who was gay, who was awesome, who was a really good friend, who was really fun. Like every time I read about him from even from the first pages, his name is Carlos. And I also really appreciated how it took socioeconomic status really seriously. Because I feel like in the past, if I've read a YA novel, they often kind of gloss over that. They make it like, oh, I've got all of these issues, but they don't really mention money or anything like that. And I liked how in this book, you know, she's got a real job. Her grandma has a job. Her sister has a job. Or her sister has a baby to take care of, which is a job in my opinion. And it's just, it it means something more than just um, a kind of a lame plot device. It's actually thought-provoking and really a big part of the main character Charlotte's life. So definitely give that a read, especially if you're into YA novels. I'm quite proud of my aunt and, of course, Shay Olson. I don't know her, but I'm still proud of her. And now for something I'm done with, which I very may well change my mind about in like a week, but I used to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I started listening to the podcast Bitch Sesh, which is super funny. Before I even watched any of the shows, I'd gotten to like 30 episodes of the show, of that ep- <laughs> oh goodness, 30 episodes of the podcast without having watched a single episode of Real Housewives any kind, and I loved it, and I thought it was hilarious, so I was like, I'll just start watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I did, and I loved it, I binge-watched like all of the seasons, and then it was done for a while, so I had my break, and then like yesterday I realized that they'd uploaded the newest season to Hulu, and I was super excited, and I started watching an episode and I just couldn't even get through like 20 minutes of it. And I realized that I'm just, I'm not really into TV shows that are about like, let's make fun of people and like, 
let's laugh at them for looking a certain way or living a certain way or doing this with their money or doing this with their faces. It's just, it feels so like cheap entertainment and it doesn't require much creativity. I mean, I know that there are like writers and producers and like basically there are scripts for those shows and tons of editing. So I know that in that sense, it's really actually a huge piece of work and it appears to be so easy and like, yeah, we're just filming a documentary, but no, like they produce it so much. I would definitely recommend watching the TV show Unreal. It's fiction, but it's about um, basically The Bachelor. It's it's just really good. Just watch it. It's like the dark side of The Bachelor, basically. Um, but it just feels like I feel bad about myself when I'm watching it and not in like a guilty pleasure kind of way lately. I just feel like I can't do it. I've never been one to watch like my 600 pound life because I'm like, why? I don't, I don't, I don't want to see a show that's just framing this person as being pathetic or gross or horrible. I don't want to watch that. I don't watch toddlers and tiaras because I'm like, this is horrible. This is really happening to these real children. And I'm just watching it on TV. Like this is so brutal. I, I just, I can't. And there are so many shows like that And it just feels like with so much good TV coming out now, with even things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Bob's Burgers, which we all know I love and adore, and they're just so wholesome and so much work is put into them and they've got so many great cast members. Just if we could just stop supporting people who are shoving their two-year-old daughters into false eyelashes, fake teeth, makeup, and dresses, and stop supporting shows that put people with actual illnesses on display for us to laugh at, And if we could stop watching shows that are like, let's all just say that these people are totally nuts and like, aren't you glad you're not like that? And like, I totally get the escapism of it. But if we're going to do that, then I'd rather watch, you know, like the Great British Bake Off or Baking Show, I think as it's called in the US. Even though their hosts are changing, I'll probably still watch it. Or MasterChef or MasterChef Junior, which is so sweet and so good. I just feel like at this point in time, given, especially given everything that's going on in America, the inauguration of Mr. Trump will be happening in 10 days as I'm speaking. And it's just so much, like, I really don't feel comfortable at this point supporting even shows that laugh at, you know, goofy, super dramatic, super rich people like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's not necessarily because I, like, sympathize with them so much because, yeah, they're ridiculous and they say things that they don't mean and they stir stuff up but I just it's just too much of my energy at this point to be like oh did you see what Kim Richards did yeah I saw it okay you know it's the same plot lines the same stuff is going on why not watch MasterChef Junior and see an adorable child dump syrup all over Gordon Ramsay I feel so cheesy and like one of those people who's like spread love like spread positivity but you know what? My New Year's resolution was to glow and I do feel bad because there are actual people there as much fun as I've found catfish in the past. Realistically, you know what the twist is going to be. The person on the other end of the computer is not going to be who they say they are. I don't know why they even offered to meet up in real life if they know that they're going to get caught. Why not video chat? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have answers. And there's part of me that really is going to miss like laughing and just being mind blown by how bananas some of that stuff is. But on the other hand, there's going to be the part of me that's spending that time that I was using watching that stuff, maybe watching, finding new shows. 
Or as I'm sure my dad would say and my mom would say if they were here, read a book. I can read a book. And hey, if you need a book, why not read the book my aunt co-wrote called Flower? (laughs) So that's that for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then. Probably fear if you're me and if you're like most of America or a lot of America because Trump will be coming in about three days by then. So good luck this week, guys. We'll see what... Russia and everyone else has in store for us. Wait, actually, before I say goodbye, I also, along the same lines, don't, really don't want and hope nobody sees that new movie Split because it really demonizes people with mental illnesses who don't need to be demonized anymore by general society. It makes it a horror movie. It, it's I. It's so bad for anybody with mental illnesses, especially people with the ones that are like deemed scary you know and I just really wish that we could all go see like Moonlight which is supposed to be amazing or La La Land I guess which recently swept the Golden Globes please see anything else I it's why I don't understand why with so much content in the world and so many things to talk about and so many things that are scary going on in the world right now we have to have a movie that demonizes people who the world already treats poorly who are already having a rough time why why do we need to make a horror movie about somebody? I, I don't I don't understand. Just, I, I don't support that movie. And also, on another note about reality shows, I'd like to emphasize that not only are they negative and just like a negative force in the world, that kind of reality show, it's just boring. It's boring. I don't know why, why not watch something with a legitimate plot line other than people like throwing bread at each other and breaking wine glasses in a restaurant, you know? Why not watch something other than people who hoard a lot? You know it's going to be the same episode every time. They're going to hoard stuff. It's it's the plot of the, the, the TV show is called Hoarders. So you know what you're getting going into it. So if you need some great TV show recommendations, then maybe look at what won the Golden Globes. I mean, the Golden Globes is an award ceremony that's not always taken seriously, but they do bring out some things that maybe you haven't been watching recently. Watch The Night Of. Watch search party, watch Bob's Burgers, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, catch up in the office, maybe watch some Parks and Rec. I hear new Sherlock is coming out and I'm sick as heck of hearing about Benedict, whatever. I really don't find him charming personally. I don't get the hype. But if you're into mysteries, watch that. Or better yet, if you're into mysteries, watch Midsummer Murders, super cute 90s British TV show that doesn't have Benedict in it, which suits me perfectly fine. I just, there's so much stuff out there. Why not support the good ones that have had a ton of work and thought and care put into them that are putting glowing as my resolution was. They're glowing into the world. They're not mocking people who are already in trouble. So thank you so much for listening again and come back in a week. Bye. Bye.